Hello, family. Hello, all. Hey, everybody. Hi. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> 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 we thank you for joining us for another CPR experience, Conflict. Produces. Resolution. That's right. I had to make sure we was on <laughs> yeah. cue. Uh-huh. Uh, we thank you for joining us once again, uh, wherever you are, whatever you're doing, cooking, cleaning, driving, or just walking around the house, whatever you're doing, we thank you for listening in, that you took time out of your day. Um, to listen to us as we try to pump life into you, pump encouragement, pump inspiration, uh, pump peace, especially during these times that we're living in is very tough right now. Serious, painful times that we're living in. And it's important that you are often encouraged and strengthened um, and that you're walking in the will of God uh, during this time. And so this is what we're here for. This is our job. And so we thank you for you taking the time out just to listen to us, to be encouraged to be revived and to be strengthened. My voice is cracked just now, but it's all good. <laughs> you need reviving. I know, right? Five. <laughs> um, but we thank you just for listening in and we, we appreciate your time um, with us. And so, how are you guys feeling? You guys feeling all right? Pretty good. Yeah. Good. I'm a little tired, but it's we'll tired. Down. Yeah. Wake up yeah. and um... <laughs> smell the roses. <laughs> they nobody want to hear our pain. Right? They don't want to hear our I struggle. Know. Right? I know. Whenever you ask that question, my answer will be, I'm hungry. I want food. Just, just so you know, I would love something to eat. That, that's I think that's the normal response. We're all <laughs> yeah, hungry. Yes, that's the answer. I definitely mm, go for like a burger food. right what now. What can I eat Especially next? some crab. Oh, yeah. Mm. You and your crab. We're going to pray over that spirit because you, you and your crab addiction is, yeah. I mean, listen, I was going to get it today, so I, I think I'm doing really good. I'm eating food in the refrigerator and not going out to go see <laughs> good. crab. Good, Some good. Extra large with that, you know. So you want it right now. Garlic. You know exactly how <laughs> you want it. The blue, co- the, the color of it, everything. Parsley, you know, Old Bay. Mm. Old Bay. Oh, have mercy. Mm. Can we? Can we not? Because I'm hungry now. I know. See, <laughs> you see what I'm saying? <laughs> Why did I start? Just had them, you know, just a little bit, just a little bit. Um. So today, um, something has been really bothering me. Um, as I'm sure has bothered you as well. Um, there's another um, police assault, police brutality case yeah. um, in uh, Wisconsin. Yeah. Recently, I've um, it's been bothering me for a few days since I found out about it. Yeah. I'm sure it's bothered you as well um, that we are currently um, speaking out against police brutality and what's been going on with the protest and think we're still uh, trying to get. Um, the killers of Breonna Taylor, um, still trying to, you know, bring justice to the, to the, to the people, the officers that killed George Floyd. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so here we are, another brother, uh, Mr. Jacob Baker, yeah. um, out of Wisconsin, um, mm-hmm. shot seven times in the mm-hmm. back mm-hmm. Um, in front of his three children, mm-hmm. uh, trying to stop a fight between, you know, two women. And here we are again. Sad, you know, sad. at this discussion, at this table, talking about the same old thing in regards of police brutality and, and police reform and a lot of celebrities and athletes and just people that are out um, boots on the ground protesting. Mm-hmm. You know, they're shouting and saying Black Lives Matter, um, speaking out, saying terms, shouting reform and defunding the, the police. police. Yeah. And so this show, we want to um, really centralize our attention on um, what we're ask, we're actually asking when we say reform, when we say to change. Um, we can say a lot of different things, 
we can shout a lot of chants and do a lot of different things, but those chants, those chants have embedded demands in them. But we have we really outlined them? No. Yeah. And that that that's really that's really the issue. Um, What exactly do we want or we feel that will help change or bring reform um, to what we're shouting about? I remember as a young man in high school, um, a lot of the hip-hop music I used to listen to was strictly because of the instrumentals, the beat. I love the beat. Mm. The beat was dope. If the beat was dope, I listened to you. No matter what it was, you could have shot up 10 people, threw babies out the window. If the beat was dope, Mm. I, I, I liked your music. But as I got older, I started to analyze the lyrics I was listening to and what was being said. I realized that I had to analyze exactly what was being said for me to really understand what was going on in the music. Mm. And so uh, chanting Black Lives Matter and saying reform um, for me is just instrumental. Mm. But what are the lyrics to your song? All right now. What are the lyrics to what you're actually desiring, what you want? When you say reform, when you say, you know, Black Lives Matter, when you say you want change, uh, we don't have time for blinking statements. We don't have time for generalities. We don't have time um, to just speak in general terms. We have to really map out the lyrics, you know, the lyrics of the song. You know, the Bible says he said said that's just instrumentals. It's just music, just just noise, background noise. Wow. And sometimes we can be fooled by the noise. You know, and we you can think we're actually saying something. Exactly. Mm, wow. You know, and and so just, the Bible says that with without a vision, our people perish, mm. um, and we're perishing from a lack of knowledge. Mm-hmm. You know, um, not specifying exactly what we want and what can help the process, what can help change. We're just saying reform, reform, reform. Black Lives Matter, justice now, no justice, no peace. Um, but what that actually looked like? What does that look like on paper? You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We talked about taking things off of shirts and putting them in legislation and laws and things of that nature. And so mm-hmm. it's time for that. Forget the paintbrushes. What about the gavels? Yeah, what that gavel do. <laughs> you know, and so yeah. we want to, we want to, it's it, it's past time for us to talk about what is needed for reform, um, what is needed to change this vicious cycle mm-hmm. um, of police brutality and, and injustice. What does everybody protesting and fighting about what are these basketball players and these sports these athletes kneeling for you know what are they what are they why are they wearing these shirts that says equality and black lives matter and reform what is the hoopla all about and for people who are disconnected to our struggle um, those who are not really suffering or have to deal with mm-hmm. um, encountering police and Worrying about you're going to make it home from a police interaction and they worrying think, about they think you actually have to be unreasonable to die. But you know, <laughs> and it's 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 annoying um to it me. Is. It is. It's annoying, it's alarming, it's aggravating. Um that when something like this happens, the first thing that comes out for someone on the other side is, you know, he should have listened to the police or this person has a record or this person is this, this person or that. You, eventually you get tired of being the objective one when you're the victim. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Yep. And we always say, well, we're not saying all police are bad. We already said that already. I'm tired of repeating that. Exactly. Um, right. That, that we, slogan. That is something. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. we're asking you to be objective about brutality now. Exactly. You know, and shine a light on the, the person who's responsible. Yes. Or exactly. the people. Or because the I know everything in the background of George Floyd. But why did it take 
so much investigation and private investigators and, and hackers mm-hmm. to find out that the police officers had been involved in killing people before. You know, I mean, well, maybe not particularly in that case, but what I'm saying is why are we investigating the victim and putting all of their information out and yet protecting the history of brutality and overreach of yes. the officers that if they were no longer in uniform, they couldn't have, that person's life would have been spared. And so we're worried about the victim's past and and, and, and protecting the past of the murderers. Yeah. yeah. That that bothers me because there's grace given to those who caused the crimes, but there's no grace for the victims. Mm-hmm. And there's too much of that. You know, yeah, we, ha- we have much. to understand that the job is a, is a scary job or, or a dangerous job or the person that was murdered outside of what he was past arrested for or whatever the circumstances were. We have to look at them. Newsflash. Police officers do not have the right to even kill the those who even committed the crimes. What is the point of a court? What is the point of the process? What is the point of the judicial system? Even a guilty person is not supposed to wind up dead. Exactly. exactly. And so we play judge, jury, and executioner in this great country that we say, God bless America. But God doesn't even operate that way. Mm, wow. God gives us. You know, the, the 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 not even a shadow of a doubt, but he grants us grace yeah, to, to to listen or to yeah. deal with or change from what we were doing. Mm-hmm. And so we're not even we can't even say God bless America if we're not acting God like. Yeah. You know, and so the police department um, for years um, have been, you know, this is a conversation that we've been having so many times. Um, but this this one right here, it is time to really knock down and narrow down exactly we're not just saying reform. We're going to talk about exactly what we need and what we think would help uh, this fight and this battle that we're currently facing right now. I'm ready to write some lyrics. You ready to write some lyrics? How many lyrics you got over there right now? Oh, you know what? <laughs> What's the name of our song today? I got a whole album, but <laughs> I'm saying. And what you were talking about, how we've been so... We've been saying these same things and wanting these same changes for so long. It's really ridiculous that in the 60s, people were talking about the exact same issues yes. that we are still trying to fight. Yep. You know, all these years later, 50, 60 years later, we're still trying to have the same reforms made. It's, it's same conversation. It's same and, and, you know, it, and it's this this blue line and this this code of silence and this the way they protect themselves. And there are laws that they have or um rules or um, negotiated perks. I like to call it, you know, they, they, they're negotiating obstruction of, dus- of justice. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's a negotiated perk with their police union that, oh yeah, you're going to be allowed to obstruct dus- justice when yeah. you're the perpetrator. Uh-huh. Like, they're not going to be able to investigate <laughs> because, you know, we, we protect you. You deserve time to think about it and come up with a good story and, and go and get re- You deserve all that. Yeah. You know, and we give police officers more protection than we do civilians yeah. And the civilians are untrained. Exactly. The wow. civilians are, you know, are, are not, you know, sworn officers yeah. to protect and to serve and and to, you know, bring someone to justice. We're supposed to control ourselves better than they are. We're we're, we're called to be more uh, professional than them. Yeah, we in must certain be. cases, you know, stay calm, keep your hands up, and you're shooting, you're pointing a gun at me. I'm supposed to remain calm. I'm supposed to be, you know, this this rock of a person. When you know I didn't do anything, or you know, it's so it's it's a lot that um, that we we definitely have to deal with, and it's not going to get done, as I said earlier, just being instrumental. We need lyrics. We need something that's going to make 
this song and what we're talking about worthwhile. And so yeah. that's what we're gonna talk about today. We gonna we gonna put some lyrics to this this sad song mm-hmm. <laughs> to the blues. Wow, you know, blues. To, this right. is the blues right it now really for is. us. Jeez. You know, um, I'm so, still I'm still frustrated. So I, I feel <laughs> you know the same frustration I'm feeling right now was the same way right after I heard about Philando Castile because there were children involved mm-hmm. right in front of the children. Trauma. Their father was murdered. Trauma, so much know. on so many different levels. Too. You know and. As you were saying earlier, guys, in regards of what the trauma is going to do to the children. Yeah. That you're going to relive this constantly. You can Google the circumstance. You can Google the issue. So even if you try to forget it, it's still there. Exactly. Even when you try to blink and close your eyes to go to sleep, it's still there. It's still there. there. Now you you have a a feeling towards the police because of the situation. Mm -hmm. I mean... and. And just and if he is unfortunately permanently paralyzed, you this is a constant reminder. Constant. Yeah. Yes. That I mean, my dad was walking, walking and then he got shot seven times in the back. Mm-hmm. You Oof. know, as a child, as a man. Wow. You know, yeah. that was providing for his children, trying to do the best he can. Mm-hmm. You know, he now he's handicapped. He's yeah. he's you know, it, it just it's just a lot um, of of pain and anger from this. Um, and we definitely that that's why we have to be progressive. We cannot sit down, as you said, um, Bridget, with one hand in one pocket in, in the pocket and the other hand out to fight. You got to fight with both hands because yeah. Especially, it continues to happen. It continues to happen. And it's frustrating. I, I can't I can't stop talking about it I know you are. Um, because we're we're in the fire right now for these very reasons. Mm. And here we are again. I remember the movie What's Love Got to Do with It. My mother can't stand Lawrence Fishburne to this day. <laughs> I bet. To this day, can't stand can't stand this man because he played Ike Turner so so crazy. But Lawrence Fishburne, Ike Turner, was beating was beating Tina Turner up, beating her, beating her, beating her, beating her. And then one day, she found the strength. She's in her room. I'm your whole Y'all know that. She kept, yeah. you know, she found, you know, strength in Buddhism, and then she was in there praying, and then she started to ignore. She found the, she found the, the strength to kind of empower herself mm-hmm. um, above the abuse, above what was going on, trying to move, trying to be progressive. In the midst of all of her trying to succeed and move forward, Ike Turner got annoyed with that progression. Yes, he did. And then we sing the very famous limousine fight. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. Where he took off his boot and beat her, but she fought back, ripped off his earring. He's screaming in the car. He's a bloody mess. You really know this movie? Yeah. Yeah. That's one of my fears. Yeah. But it just just hit me because in the midst of her trying to to move forward in in a crazy situation, he then tried to bring her back to square one again, trying to beat on her. Yeah. Exactly. Right. And so trying to get that power. We're, we're we're back at it again. We're back at Wisconsin's being tore up right now because of frustration and rage over another situation. We're trying to work and be progressive. We're protesting. Things are getting peaceful. Things are talking about voting, and then all of a sudden you brought us back again mm-hmm. to anger and rage and just and just maddening energy yeah. that we were trying to get away from we're not trying to forget what happened but we're moving towards now the voting booth we're moving towards now yeah. sitting down having talks and reform mm-hmm. and all these different things and he brought us back again mm-hmm. to the same circumstance 
and it, it's just it's just frustrating. But now we, we can't we can't play games with it. We have to move forward, yeah. and so we, we we have to talk about what we feel. Because can, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, no, go ahead. Because where the protesting ends, that's where the progress has to be in. Yeah, and um, we're still protesting, but it's time to have a plan yes. for progress. Yes, we have to have a plan because when you stand and protest and say. Protests say, I have demands. Yes. That's what a protest is. Yeah. I have demands and you must listen to them. And if the person says, okay, what do you want? What you do got, we have you to say? Be ready. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I've been asked this question before and, um, you know, I put some thought into it. The thing is that, you know, like you said, a lot of times we make these, this progress, we get to a certain point and then we get dragged back, you know, back to the emotion, back to the anger, back to the starting starting point of more protests because you know yet again it's happened yeah. and I think in the history of this country it's um it, it's it's like this I'm not gonna use the word I was gonna say because y'all gonna make fun of me <laughs> <laughs> we're not gonna make fun we're just gonna take notes nope I'm not gonna play it yeah. <laughs> but um you know it's just this this thing I, I have okay I challenge uh, any person who, be, who has family members, a generation of people in their family that have been police officers, have been cops. Mm-hmm. Your father, your grandfather, your grand, great-grandfather, they were all in law enforcement. I challenge you to ask them. Don't ask them if they had ever said it because you're not going to get a true answer. <laughs> but ask them if they've ever heard the term triggers are for iggers. Mm. I, don't say that. I don't say that word. I don't believe in it. Got I hate you. the sound of it. I avoid music and television shows and movies if I have to listen to that word. That's wow. me. Got you. But okay. um, triggers are for iggers. Ask them if they've ever heard that word because that term because it is very very prominent over the history of police work. That that's what they that, that that's what that, that the old boys in the in yeah. the in the back room the the blue club behind yeah, that blue the locker line. room talk. Yeah, behind yeah. that blue line in the locker room. Those yeah. are the kinds of things that they say. And they've been saying for, for centuries, yeah. right? Yeah. And so it's like, when do we start to dismantle that? Because right now, we can. my demands right now are about dismantling that. Yes, I want to dismantle yes. that, that, that boys club, yes. that blue line. I want to chop it up. Yeah. And so we have to have some demands that, that go directly to the source and directly to the problem. Yeah. My my, my demands really are specifically aimed at the police force, the police unions, all that stuff. Yeah. Those, that's the kind of thing that you tell me defund the police. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The police are given $10 million, so defund them. You're going to take away 1000 and they're still going to operate with their... I'm sorry. You take away $1, $1, $1 million, million and they operate it with their $9 million, but they're still going to have the same culture. Yes. I want to defund them, yes, and direct more money to social services and things like that. Yeah. But we also have to break up that culture. Yeah. And if it means completely dismantling and get rid of everybody and start over, I'm okay with that too. Well, yeah. I mean, it's it's if you think about the visual, let's say me and you having a conversation about somebody and that somebody walks in the room, mm-hmm. the conversation kind of ends. Mm-hmm. So yeah. when, you, when you have a good old boys club or a locker room talk and you have individuals whom historically they have been talking about enter the locker room now. Now I'm working with you now. Mm-hmm. The conversations will have to cease. Mm-hmm. The, the, the conversation will have to change. You have to dismantle your little groups, especially if it's three or four or five of us in there. Right. You know, we, we then cease the conversation or we stop the conversation as a whole, mm-hmm. you know, because I now know that the person that is helping me do my job and protecting me mm-hmm. 
I, I was speaking against, but now I'm working with now. So now we, we can have an understanding on both sides where the person who was talking bad about me now is the person that's going to help me save my life or is going to help me do my job properly. I can't speak bad about it. So the conversation, the locker room congregation yeah. would hopefully be broken up. I mean, I get that. You don't want to be the one to center there because yeah. when you need backup, who's going to come and, 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 and protect you? Mm-hmm. Okay, I understand that they have to have this not necessarily a code, but they have to have this brotherhood where they can depend on each other. Yeah. And therefore, it's not safe for them to be the one to center. Mm-hmm. However, that's a culture that can be dismantled. Yeah. It doesn't have to be that way. Yeah. Yeah. But we continue to, to, to just let it be. Yeah. For instance, police unions, I don't know if y'all know this, but the police union is allowed to, as I say, negotiate a perk of obstruction of justice. So, okay. Your union may say that anytime an officer is involved in a shooting, there has to be a cooling off period. There has to be a time, whether it be a week, whether it be 30, 30 days, whether it be 90 days, where the where that cop cannot be questioned. Yeah. They can negotiate that. So what happens in those 90 in days? In their contract, in their union. So why should they have the right to have a perk of obstructing justice. Yeah. That should not even be an option. So that's something that needs to be dismantled. Definitely. Number 100%. one. Because yeah. that means you, you're, if you're guilty, because some people know when they're guilty, so they, they can actually formulate a plan. Time. Exactly. We have time. <laughs> exactly. And how is that fair to force a civilian versus a... That's, it's just not. It's just not. Yeah. <laughs> it's just not. I'm trying to make it make sense. It's not making sense. It's not making any sense. And why should cops have more... Um, more of an opportunity, you know, to prepare exactly. rather than, rather than person, jail. Yeah. It doesn't make sense. It's top heavy. It doesn't make sense. It's top yeah. heavy. That's why you have some, some people who are who are actually um, even even if it's alleged that they did something. Sometimes they are they are already suffering from from the the negativity from from the alleged crime. Yeah, right. you know. Mm-hmm. So I don't understand how that's fair, and that's it's absolutely I, not. I've, I've, I've seen I've seen. <laughs> Police videos sorry, come sorry. out from 2016. Right. Police videos come out from 2016, mm-hmm. and now we're 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 now investigating the case from two. So, so a family of a loved one who died mm-hmm. had to wait four years mm-hmm. just to have the four discussion. years mm-hmm. just so, to see what actually happened. Yeah. In order to and see and that's another thing that they negotiate um, that becomes a rule for each jurisdiction to decide. How long it takes before they release video? Why? So you can alter it. Yeah. Why? That's so you can delete things. So you can edit it. So you can come up with a, a false narrative around what's video, what's what's visible on the screen, so that you can try to kind of come up with a story that might explain it, but it's not true. Yep. Exactly. That's no, why they can't release it immediately. That's another thing. Exactly. And then much. if they need it, ballistics or DNA. I'm just saying, all of these things need to be ha- handled immediately. So mm-hmm. I will hope that they don't just ignore these processes. But you know what? I think what what you just said in regards of the unions and things of that nature, Mm -hmm. the unions and the superiors of the police officers, those who are in charge of police departments, Mm -hmm. they're being supported and fueled from the top. So, and what I mean is, we have a president, right? That <laughs> both of us sigh. Yeah, we, we have. I we have a, about to say y'all got a president. You know, like they're, they're, we we have we have this guy in the White House, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, that sounds better. That is the law and order president, right? 
That's what he says. I'm the law and order president. I'm, I'm pro police. Pro this. <laughs> pro that. Pro cop. Da 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 da. Mm-hmm. When you have someone whose voice is so well known, who's the leader of the free world, used to be. Well, used to be. Yeah, I'm about to say who free for whom? Because <laughs> wait, you don't have you have the power in a sense of the of the voice of the government, the main voice of the government backing your actions. When there's police shootings of, of unarmed black men, you're retweeting their records from their past. Donald Trump Jr., the day this man was shot, the day Mr. Baker was shot, post or retweeted a tweet talking about his record. Disgusting. Sexual assault. Disgusting. All different things. Donald Trump, when George Floyd died, retweeted mm-hmm. someone putting about George Floyd's sexual assault a long time ago. Yeah, this is the president of the United States of America. I don't even want to talk about him. Do you know, and so when I mean that it has to, we have to get someone. This is why voting is important because he might not be able to control the the trickle down the branches per se, but there has to be someone up the uh, uh, up on top mm-hmm. that can speak for everyone in America. Not just one side of the story, not just cops, but you gotta you gotta look at police brutality and say, yo, this is this is this is happening. This is the reality. Because when you do that, then you can now enforce rules and regulations and standards of operations that if you do something that we don't agree with, the hammer's going to come down on you. It drives me crazy that we have police officers in these incidents and no cameras are being shown, no body cams. First of all, that's another thing on my list. Okay. First of all, everybody we need to fund for everybody in the in the police department to have body cams. Well, that's the problem is each department gets to make their own rules on that and decide. So it's but, not a federal law, right? Like this 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 recent case, their police department they don't have body cams. They have microphones, but they don't have cameras. Wow. And so someone across the street started recording after the melee when they first were beating him up and tasing yeah. him and chasing him and all that. That's when the but the recording started. However, that police department, they don't have any visual recording or so any record we, of what took place. But so when you can only have imagine how, how many um, different accounts that we don't know. Imagine. But but what do so, you but I wanna just quickly say this. But what do you as a police officer if you're doing your job professionally and you're a employee that really your paper trail means a lot what you do how you interact it how you engage when things happen like this wouldn't you want to be on an up and up when things like this happen not in this culture no so the, the yeah. culture so is they, not yeah. about being on the up and up the yes. culture is about Doing it's about know. all agreeing we have to all have the same story mm-hmm. pretty much that's it yeah. that's what the culture is and that's why we have to fix it it's not about the truth yeah. no. and that's why another thing on my list <laughs> <laughs> is that you know what happens is they get together, they come up with a story, and then each cop has to file a report that agrees with the other. Yeah. Now, a person may be have found that it may be found later by some other recording or something that this is a false report. They're falsifying evidence, and they've written a false report. I feel like that person, of course, need to be completely immediately terminated. Yep. Um, immediately, and maybe jailed or whatever. Yeah. And each person who wrote a report that agreed along with them, they need to get the exact equal punishment as the person who lied. Yes. And be- and when we do that, 
then it's no longer this, okay, we all have to agree and y'all back me up. It's like, hey man, I'm not risking my pension for you. You write what you run about. I'm going to write the truth. Yeah. But when we make it equally punishable to the officer involved and everybody who wrote up that that crap actually happened that yeah. way, when they equally get punished, then they're not going to be willing to stand behind their brother and lie for them. Yeah. That's another thing that needs to be a demand. If you get found to have falsified a report, your career is over. Yeah. Period. Yeah. And what's also important is that you're not able to, number one, retire in lieu of being terminated. Mm. You can't retire. You're, you're fired. That's it. Yeah. No, I'm not going to give you a chance to retire and keep your pension. Yeah, you, lo- you, you, you lost you, that. Yep. You, you don't have the right to carry this badge and this title. You're gone. Yeah. And not only are you fired, you are not able to be hired. There's a national database created, mm-hmm. and you cannot go to any other police station or any other area or any other jurisdiction and you can never have an armed job ever again. Yeah. You can't have any job that allows you to carry a gun. Mm-hmm. Period. Yeah. And why is that not? Why is why is that not uh, natural? Why why is this even a debate? Yeah. You kill people um, because you act irrationally when you have a gun. Yeah. So you are no longer allowed to be employed with a gun. Period. And even with the army, when you're dishonorably discharged, do you know how bad that is on your record? You know. Exactly. It's, a dishonorable discharge is just disgrace. It's, it's bad. Like, life. it's hard to find a job. You it's can't hard even to go work on. at Home Depot. That's what I'm saying. So, <laughs> you have people in the Army that are dishonorably discharged or went AWOL or whatever the circumstance is. If you are found doing something bad like that, it follows you. Just like our record follows us. If I have a record, it prevents me from finding a job. It may prevent me to even find a place to live. Mm-hmm. It may prevent me to do a whole bunch of stuff. It's very true. But when you are a police officer and you do something crazy, like the cop that killed Philando Castile finds another job in Texas, mm-hmm. leaves Minnesota, yep. and finds a job in Texas mm-hmm. because you got off, but you were on camera, you shot this man and with this child in the car mm-hmm. in front of his wife. Mm-hmm. And if we did not have the Facebook live footage, you would have gotten off. Well, first of all, he lied. He did lie. And so the fact that he even lied should be the end of his career. Yeah. But no. Uh, you... <sighs> it's too many loopholes to get around it. We too need many. somebody in the higher ups that can then trickle down a law that if you operate outside of what we tell you to do, mm-hmm. this is going to be the result. If your body camera is not on one, you need to be reprimanded. If you... if you Reprimanded? Um, some up. In, in regards of a regular traffic stop, terminated. No, terminated. Okay. <laughs> but if something, you, yeah. something should be, something should happen if your department does not have every single officer wearing a body cam. Exactly. It shouldn't be no, no monopoly on the rules with that. No. If it's an issue that's going on, if we're talking about reform, everybody got to follow suit. Everybody. Everybody. Mm-hmm. So if you're talking about reform, that camera footage mm-hmm. of. And every time you do a traffic stop to whatever, mm-hmm. if you do not comply to these rules that set up, mm-hmm. something's going to happen to you. Exactly. Something. You have some discipline. And then after your discipline, you'll have to take a de-escalation training. And you'll be on administrative duty working in an office. And then after that one year, if you are ready and if you pass your training, then they'll let you back on out on the street. And if you do anything else, you're out. And you'll never have another armed job. And you'll never go work for another and, police and department. And de-escalation training... Well, that shouldn't even be that should be that's another thing that that you know we have <laughs> it has to be from the beginning first of all why does it take why does it take six months to learn how to curl hair 
and you know <laughs> six weeks right. to learn to carry a gun and be a cop. Give Listen. me a break. Yeah. I can't. It's a lot. Yeah. They equip these people with all this military grade uh, equipment and, and and vehicles and and, and guns and, and body armor and all that. All this military grade equipment and no military grade training. Exactly. That, that's a crazy. problem because you're, you're you're training a soldier and not a civil servant. Ooh, I love it. That's a problem. It's very yeah, true. That's a big problem. Why well, is it? They're training civil servants, not even and improperly. They're poorly training civil servants and then equipping them like soldiers. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. what they're doing. Because because, because on the flip side, if you're a civil servant, you serve the civilians. Right. right. But the way the police the policing is today, mm-hmm. it seems like we serve them. Mm-hmm. And they think so. You know, and it, that's it, why they'll walk yeah. up to you when they have no right and say, show me some ID. And if you know you're right, you know you don't have to. Yeah. But they feel that, oh, you're disobeying a lawful order. Actually, your order is not lawful. It's a request, and I'm, I'm saying, no, thank you. I, yeah. I don't want to do it. Exactly. And, and unless I've, I, I am you know, suspected of a crime, I actually don't have to identify myself to yeah. you. Yeah. But you think because you carry this badge that you're some type of bully and that you have just all overreaching power, and you do not. Because when you really think about it, the police officer is one one of the most, outside of doctors and teachers, the police officer is one of the really a major and, and is an important job, right? But it's not trained and taught as if it's that important. Because when you think about it, when you're working with people in the community, you want to have to ingratiate yourself with the community. Doctors and teachers literally have to shadow somebody before they start to work. Yeah. Physicians, assistants, doctors, nurses, you have a shadow. Go get training for a certain amount of period of time. Sit behind somebody. Watch. If you go to the dentist, if you want to be a dentist, you have to sit and watch and be trained. When you go, when you come from the academy, you get hired. Yeah, and you do shadow someone, but you're do old. You? I they do. They, they, well, I watch enough TV to know that. Okay. <laughs> I watch enough cop yeah. shows to know that they do have, you know, a training officer that they shadow for some period of time. But but they're already armed and they're already expected to to. So to you act have in the, the equipment. So uh, you're so, shadowing someone, but you're already acting. So yeah. So you just graduated. Yeah. It's different. Yeah. So you just graduated from, from from medical school to be a physician. They're gonna you stick go, a scalpel in your hand. And, that, and that's what I'm saying. <laughs> right. You should be. You right. should be told. This is not. Another one of the reform things that really are important when you first get a job on a beat, right? Working on the street, whatever you are, you are you should be told to connect with that community, do some cust, do some some community service to, to connect yourself with community that community, community service hours or yeah, something yeah. like that. I like that to ingratiate yourself with the people right. so that you can show that you're not just law enforcement. But you are here to protect and to serve, yeah. not just serve warrants, not to just serve tickets, but you're here to serve. You ingratiate yourself with the community. You connect with them. You learn from them. That's what you're supposed to do. But isn't the application process, aren't you supposed, aren't you required to live in that community? No. 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 no? Not in all. Not in all cities. Not in all jurisdictions. I mean, it should it should be like that. I agree with you because I think it's important. Because you know, when you think about you know policing your community, that's what you're doing. Policing your community your that you're a part of. Mm-hmm. You know, um, so it's making it a, a better environment for you and everyone else. So you and you're also right. going to be held accountable. By the people who know you. Yes. You know? Very true. I think I think it's just a fair... I, you know what? I didn't even think about that. But I know... I'm going to say in Essex County area, 
you must live in that county at least so, or but I, I still believe it's even like when you apply from Newark I believe you have to yeah yeah I know the fire department I know the fire department is definitely yeah like but I, I'm almost certain with it because I knew someone who was trying to be a, uh, in East Orange he had to have an East Orange um, address Wow. Is that so, so? Yeah. So I feel, feel like it should be the same thing. You it know. Should be countrywide. Uh, yeah, and the yeah. problem is, we we need and check on it. We need a, a, a just a national. Just these are the rules. This is the yeah. baseline. And if you would like to have rules that are go above and beyond this, fine. But this is the national baseline. This is it. And we don't have that right yeah. now. It's just you know everybody's Kinda doing whatever like do they whatever want to they do. Wanna do. <laughs> yes. yes. And, what, and that's what why. That lead to? And that's why what it does what is. Are. It makes us outraged in New Jersey, but it might be different laws in Minnesota exactly. or Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. But we're all operating on just the foundational principles mm-hmm. that if you've learned to de-escalate situations, mm-hmm. if if I if I feel threatened by a child because they're attacking me with their fist, if I cut their throat, I'm going to jail. Mm-hmm. If a person feels like their life is threatened with somebody trying to punch them, I don't think it's lawful for you to shoot a person ten times. It's not. Yeah. Well, and you know, be can we can you? we defund to some kung fu or some or some and some think, some you karate know You know what? And I, and I don't know what they're teaching either because I I got my criminal justice degree. Uh, they actually teach you that lethal force should not be the first thing. Thank you. I know Thank that. Thank you. But guess what? Police are not even required to have a degree. <laughs> you can Bye-bye. literally be eighteen. Boom! I want to be a cop. I'm gonna be a cop. And, and and I think that, see, that's that see and that's the thing when you when you because I took those same classes yeah and, I, and, and I, I've always said didn't they teach that me too there are different levels of, of force. force yes there's lethal force there's you know shoot to stop shoot, exactly shoot to disarm and then shoot to, kill, shoot to kill shoot to maim shoot to kill I mean I'm like oh, all these people stuff. really done that means you are targeting these people why and you shooting you, at the head purposeful. why are you shooting at the chest mm-hmm. you know why. And then I could see if I didn't have. Do you want them to make it to court? Like this. Exactly. That that's the and, issue. And I could see if it was other videos not coming, showing my counterparts. Yeah. You know, let's just call it what it is. These some some white people who are having issues with the cops, and and they literally stand and run. I've seen countless yeah. videos. Mm-hmm. So if I if it was more. You know, a consensus, then okay, it'll be a different um, conversation yeah. here. But it's not, so it's obviously you're being taught something very particular. This is what I mean when <laughs> no. I say triggers Trigger. are for iggers, yeah, because you. the fact is, let's let's be honest, nobody needs any de-escalation training. Yeah. They don't need to be trained how to de-escalate. They know how. Yeah. They choose not to choose when it comes to, to us. Yeah. yeah. They choose to de-escalate and not to shoot to kill and not to shoot to maim when it's someone who looks like them. Yeah. And and I can't even say that because um, there are police officers of all ethnicities yeah. who are still participating in these things. Yeah. And when you do have one that comes forward and says oh, this is yeah. not right, that person loses their job. job. Yep. That that has to stop. Yeah. It has to stop. Loses their job along with the brutality that they have to then deal yes. with. Because remember, these are bullies, so they're gonna bully you on the job or at they your do. house or whatever. I mean, but we've seen enough countless movies to know that there's some there's some actual reality to it. But I as know you, they but do as it. you said, with the police unions, yeah, when you have a police officer that feels uncomfortable in their environment, mm-hmm. just like if I work for Amazon and I want to relocate to a different location. Mm-hmm. 
you should make it possible for me to be relocated because I feel uncomfortable at this precinct mm. or a different place because of this reason. Yes. But then you need somebody kind of outside of the police mm-hmm. format to say, you know what? You're right. And if anybody, if we find out that you're threatening anybody else because they report it, just like at, 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 at harassment at your job and the other place, when you report something, you're harassed. They deal with there's a reprimand that's in place for a person that is harassing the person who complains or writes a complaint. Mm-hmm. You need that same thing with the police department. Mm-hmm. And the problem is everybody's in the good, everybody's in the good, the good boy old club or whatever, the locker room crew. Mm-hmm. Everybody's connected. Mm-hmm. Everybody, you know, they're not really objective. They view things from a police view st- uh, uh, standpoint, so they don't see that. If something like this going on to, 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 to stop reinforcing that blue wall, mm-hmm. they want to continue to reinforce it, keep it strong, even to the event where the, if, the, if something truthfully happened, it would never get out because we want to keep reinforcing this blue wall of silence, this blue wall of standards, mm-hmm. and this blue wall of understanding. It's scary yeah. that a person will speak out even on a little bit. Mm-hmm. You're scared. It's I'm going to lose my job. I'm going to lose my career. I might lose my life. I'm because you. you're trying to do the right thing. Exactly. Because you want to tell the truth. Because you want to vindicate someone. Because you think justice is in order. God forbid, since you are you, you are supposed to be an officer for justice. It drives me nuts. It, 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 it's just, it's just crazy. crazy it you know. Crazy. And even with the training. right? We talked about the, the police unions. That needs to be changed on how they operate. On mm-hmm. how they try to cover up things. And it has to be a break from either for, for the officer for for three months or 90 or, or, or hundred days or whatever. So are the, is the union a part of the the Academy? Like, are they actual officers? The or problem is outside and just like no, the police union is made of police. people within, yeah, within and the, within the profession, you know, yeah. <laughs> that's a problem. Yeah. So there's nobody, there's no oversight. Yeah. You know, who's police and the police. They a, always exactly. Ask that. There's no over, <laughs> there's no oversight. But I, I now I really want answers to that who who polices the police they need they need an oversight an oversight committee you know that's another thing that will help reform an oversight committee that watches everything that a police officer does Mm -hmm. that comes from a civilian perspective thank you yeah because you want everybody to see your way but then there's Three sides to every story, someone exactly. say. Your side, their side, and the truth. Yeah. Right? You're giving right. them all this power. Like, I don't even understand how they, how it's allowed for, for, I'm, I, police, I understand, protect and serve, but why do they have so much power? And, and, and it's okay. Because I, I can't I understand. understand it. I can't understand yeah, it's, it. Yeah, it's just. And I love what you said about that review board because I, 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 I absolutely think there needs to be a civilian review board for every single time that there is an incident or even a, a, a claim of overreach, police brutality, mm-hmm. of killing someone, of, of shooting someone that's unarmed, or shooting someone in the back, or any of those situations. There should immediately be a civilian review board. Mm-hmm. And that civilian re- review board needs to also have uh, a public defender yes. in it, an attorney, yeah. you know, someone who, you know, who, all, who, who finds himself often in this situation defending people who say, this is what happened to me. This is what the police did to me. Yes. And, and they're not afraid to name names. Yes. They want to. So these civilian review boards need to be convened every single time. Yes. And guess what happens? As soon as there is a claim, you are no longer on duty. I don't want to hear no vacation, paid vacation. Yeah. Yeah. No. You either go home or you go sit at a desk 
and your payment or your salary is put into escrow. You don't get a penny. Yeah. yeah. That's what I say. Yeah. You while they're reviewing and after you've been in, while you're that being investigated, board. you know, your pay your salary goes into escrow and if it's found by the civilian review board that you are not at fault, you can get your money back. Yeah. But if they do find that you're are, you are at fault, that money goes to the victim and the victim's estate, the victim's family. Yeah. You don't get that. And then you don't get a chance to retire. None of that. And I just feel, and and even so, even if the review board decides that you, your actions were explainable or they don't rise to the level that you're going to be terminated, you still have to go to training. You still, still have to stay to, at that yeah. desk for a whole year yep. before you get back out on the street. Yeah. And, and and when something is found to be wrong and you are, you did kill someone unnecessarily, yes, you have to go to prison. Yeah. And yes, the, the family has to be compensated. And what I hate about these compensations and why nothing happens is because every time these families get millions and millions of dollars, who pays it? Us, you, <laughs> yep. me, yeah. us. The civilians pay for it. It should come what out if, of their. What if their that, pension yeah. fund paid for it? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Huh? What if their police union paid for it? Yeah. What if it came out of your pocket? Guess what? If your if your pension fund was depleted of millions of dollars, every time one of y'all killed somebody, you would stop killing people. Yeah. yeah. Because whenever these funerals happen, George Floyd family. Any of those people that died, it came out of that family's pocket, not the city's pocket, exactly. not the police department's pocket. It yeah. came out of their pocket. And it, it's just when you look at the training in the police department, you're you're training people physically, but you're not training them emotionally and empathetically. Right. right. So but you you're training. You can't do that in such a short time, you know. What well, you need more time, <laughs> right? You need more time. I mean, yeah, we need exactly. we need we need officers on the street that they say, but the timing. What 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 are you putting out on the street? The the, the value and the worth of the people that you're putting out on the street. You can't pepper spray me, fight me, shave my head, make me do push-ups, work out, um, have a dog assault me during training, expect me to go out and be peaceful. Yeah, you're just not gonna do that. You're not going to have me do shooting shooting drills, um, blindfold me or pepper spray me, and I have to fight off three or four people, and you expect me not to be aggressive when I come out of the, of the department. Wow, that's yeah. Why aren't we taking sociology classes? Why do you know so much about the process? Because I know a lot of... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I didn't know all this. <laughs> but I know, a lot of, I know a lot of people that have been through it, and a lot of, a lot of police officers. Okay. And I they come out, that. you know, in regards of being... If you go to college, they come out aggressive. They come when you when you go to You're college. Training them with aggression. <laughs> they have these things. And I, I was an animation major, right, when I went to college. But they gave me classes that kind of offset what that major was for some reason, make me more of a well, you know, a well rounded person. Yeah. Okay. So I knew somebody who went who went to uh, college to be a. Um, they went there for I think physical education or whatever. Mm-hmm. But then they had a a circuit arts class. Mm-hmm. Just to kind of offset mm-hmm. the intensity of the training or the teaching that they had. Right. Something that was, it was, you're in, your, you have your major, mm-hmm. but there's certain classes, electives, electives mm-hmm. right? That kind of helps you to kind of balance yourself out. If you have a group of men or women that are strictly just trained to protect themselves, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And not really to understand the individual's that you might encounter and not from a 
a a a, a Cowboys and Indians perspective. Okay. But the racial, the racial animosity, the history of certain groups of people, the history of the economic circumstances of people's uh, circumstances, you know. Right. So you can begin to learn Very the true. people that you're going to work with. You don't have that. No. Right now they're just training them to be a hammer. Yeah, ex- and when, exactly. And when you're a hammer, everything looks like a nail head. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just bang it. <laughs> you know? Yeah, there's no yeah. there's no understanding. Yeah. That's why you 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 never see grace or empathy being performed let's with not, certain groups of people. Let's not say never, because it happens. <laughs> you know, you don't see... Uh, what are they see? teaching them about us that makes them feel uh, that whenever they see us, that, you know, their life is in jeopardy? Yeah. What are they saying about us in those blocker rooms? Goodness. I didn't know my color was a punch or a knife. Like, I didn't know. I didn't know, you know, and it's, and it's scary because it's people even on the higher level of either entertainment or or, 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 or politics that I have negative run-in with police officers. Mm-hmm. Negative run-ins. Yeah. Like, scared of, for their lives. Mm-hmm. And so, we have a crazy time, specifically with the police department, for centuries, <laughs> governing people, not having empathy, just, you know, for, for black people, the police, it, it, it rubs us wrong. Well, from the very beginning, their whole purpose was, was to keep us... In, to, it, to terrorize us. Exactly. Them. So that's our history mm-hmm. with the police department. Not to catch the bad guys, but the bad guys was us. Mm-hmm. We were the bad guys. We were the people that yeah. they wanted, that they wanted to catch, mm-hmm. that they wanted to bring back into slavery. And so mm-hmm. our... To servitude. Ex- that's exactly. exactly what they did behind bars. Mm-hmm. So or why isn't that history mm-hmm. taught? Why isn't that... Well, this, this, is, this is the history of how things started, but this is how we're changing from that. Mm-hmm. Why not have that discussion? Is it to make it that you're trying to cover it up? There Is are a lot that? of discussions we're not having, and a lot of <laughs> and a lot of history that's being covered up, and there's nothing unique about about the area of policing about that no. in, in, in that way because there are a lot of historical things that we refuse to have conversations and put these conversations in records, you know, on the record. Um, so, so that it can just be established that this is not a question. This is not a conspiracy. This is not someone's opinion. It's just what happened. Yeah. And now let's grow and improve from that. Yeah. And if we truly want to recover and undo, I mean, they, they, people always say, if you don't, you know, if you don't know your history, you're doomed to repeat it. I mean, my thing is if you bury your history, you have no intention except to repeat it. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And they're burying it. I don't. Mm. And I, 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 and I, I can't, you know, and as, and as a believer, we always get this grace thing thrown out. Forgive, forgive, forgive. Mm. Uh, turn the other cheek. And all these different things like that. Yeah. People don't realize, man, when Christ talked about turning of the cheek, there was empowerment involved in that. So well, this was... Explain. Okay. So when someone... When the scripture says when someone slaps you, you turn the other cheek. Um, the scriptures also say, vengeance is mine. I will repay. Things are going to happen save as a Lord. result. Say, say of the Lord. Okay. But there are also instances in the Bible where things happen to his people. Whether they were oppressed, whether they were broken or shackled or whatever they did not get retribution for that when they got to heaven there was retribution for that there was a response from that while they were still here on earth okay. so when you're talking about forgiveness and you know we got we got to just move along and, and, and press under the rug no that's not what the bible teaches in regards of our response 
to injustice, our response to being constantly hurt or beat down. That is not the response the Bible says. Just forgive and forget. No, because if I forget what you did, I will have to, I will have to fight with the pain of having to forgive you again. That's a problem. Okay. That's Say a that problem. Again. Say that again. If I forgive and forget, but there really is no true forgiveness because you don't even acknowledge what you've done to me. You didn't do anything. Yeah. So if I forget, then I have to. I will relive. be doomed. I will be doomed to have to deal with the challenge of putting myself through the pain mm-hmm. of repeating the same pattern, having to forgive you of something that you never even wanted forgiveness of. Yes. Yeah. You never wanted to be forgiven over uh, over George Floyd because you felt like you didn't do anything wrong. Exactly. You didn't want forgiveness over what happened with Philando Castillo because you didn't do anything wrong or sent. You didn't want any forgiveness of that because you felt that you didn't do anything wrong. Mm-hmm. So don't. So you're gonna have to miss me. With the God bless America, but you're not acting Christ-like to people. You have to, Amen. you gotta, you gotta miss me with yes. that. You have to miss me with that because if we gonna do it, we gotta do it all the way. Yeah. Don't tell me God bless America, blue lives matter, but you are gonna say the heck with the black ones. Yeah. Don't tell me that. I, I, I don't want anything to do with that kind of logic, and that is not what God called us to do. That is not Christ-like. Mm-hmm. Christ centered himself and sat around the broken and the disenfranchised. That's exactly what he did. Yes, he did. And then he even sat next to even the crooked politicians. He did. Right? Didn't he? So why are we speaking a one-sided Christ? A one-sided Christ. Hmm. Why are we doing that? Why are we just talking about forgiveness just for the for the publicans or the tax collectors? What about those who were disenfranchised, those who didn't have who, who were broken, those who were in crazy, crazy communities, those who were abused and, 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 and brutalized because of an oppressive, an oppressive system. Don't preach. If you're going to preach Christ, preach him the whole way. Mm-hmm. Don't just speak a Christ that favors your agenda. Right. Preach a Christ that is that talks about that the scriptures are saying that he is the, 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 the savior of the oppressed and for the people who are broken and downtrodden. Do not preach a half Christ. And that's what's been going on. Hmm. So when you're talking about, you know, having the 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 response of forgive and forget and brushed up under the rug until we have another victim. Right. We're not doing that. Mm-hmm. So Wisconsin tearing up the city will happen again if there is no retributions for those actions. It will happen again if Breonna Taylor's killers are not brought to justice. It will happen again. And don't tell me how to say ouch when you hurt me. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I ain't going to dictate right. to me how to say ouch exactly. and you hurt me. Yeah. Right. You shouldn't say ouch so loud. It'll hurt that bad. You ain't the one shot and getting murdered and getting exactly. beat up. Exactly. So you can't my dictate to me how I'm going to exactly. say ouch. My, my feelings are valid. <laughs> they are. <laughs> you know, and that, 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 that for me, that it, it bothers me. It continues to bother me. And then when things like this happen, people continue to try to dictate how we ought to respond. It's my pain. Right. Not yours. Yeah. Right. It should be all of our pain. Exactly. It should, it should. It should be exactly. everyone's pain. Well, since we can't, we can't have a conversation and you can't understand what I'm saying, it, it, it's mine. <laughs> but there are so many voices that, well, there's so many the powers that be who they know that there's power in all of us identifying with it. And so they purposely frame it so that can't be our pain. Yeah. Yes. They frame it in a way that it, it's, it's them over there, but yeah. you're good. 
The whole system works. Yeah. It's just them. Yeah. You know, they bring this on themselves, but it works. Yeah. You know, and so they've made it their business. Just like in the the history the history of this country keeps repeating itself. Yeah. We're in the beginning where everyone who was poor we all, you know, it was our situation yeah. until they came up with the genius idea mm. of teaching people that you're not the same poor as them. Wow. You're not the same oppressed as they, they're, they're nothing. Yeah. You're like us. Exactly. Look, look, your skin looks just like ours. You're with us. Yeah. Wow. And so then they separated the power of we, of us, and made it, and, and, and made it just the brown versus the unbrown. Yeah. You know, and that's what they're doing right now. Whereas before, it was just everyone that is in need and everyone that's without power. We were all together with one voice. Yeah. And they said, nah, you know what? We got to do something about this before. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah and, and this is exactly what's happening now. I mean, they they divide us yeah. and conquer us. Yeah. Divide and conquer is not just a slogan. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. an actual act. That it, is a, it is a practice. Yes. It's a practice. It is a practice. And, and it, it, is, it has worked countless times in our history and it has yeah. made it has practice has made perfect <laughs> the system that we're in yes. and it's happening now because yeah. we're protesting and even amongst the protest we're divided yes yep. we're divided and we don't even have the unity in that yeah and i'm telling you it's just everything that you said just now it's, it's so true and i think that it's so perfect to end on that yeah but i got a big mouth and i got two more things on my list say it okay <laughs> i'm sorry but um okay two more demands I got one. Now, this one is no police officer on duty, off duty, whatever, can ever be in possession of an unregistered gun or weapon. Mm. You can't have one in your house. You can't have one in your car. You can't have one on your ankle. You can never be in possession at all of an unregistered gun. And that's because you know they carry an extra one. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that in case they do shoot someone, they just throw a gun down. Yeah. You know, and then maybe it will continue to happen. But... If you are ever found to have an unregistered gun and that means that you're going to be fired, what's the likelihood that you wouldn't bother to have one? Mm-hmm. I think every cop should never be allowed to ever be found in possession at all of an unregistered gun. And if he is, it's the end of his career and he can't go to another jurisdiction yeah. and he can never have another arm job. Yeah. I bet you they stop carrying unregistered guns. Yeah. yeah. Or, you know, it will be significantly decreased. Yeah. That's another thing. And you were talking about body cams, but there are other cameras too. Yes. Have you ever seen um, on the street where um, I've seen? I haven't seen it personally, but where a cop car is parked and the hood is up, like it, like somebody's working on the mechanics, like something's wrong with the car. Yeah. I've seen a picture once of three cop cars all with the hoods up. You know what that's for? To block the view. To of block the, the view of the camera. Yeah. Um, and so right in front of the vehicle, yes. probably. So yeah. if you have ever turned off your camera, if you've obstructed the view of your camera, dismissed, fired. That's it. Yeah. yeah. And, trying to hide something. and I think that every cop car should not only have a camera that points forward, but there has to be a rear-facing camera. Yes. That that um, that shows the back seat, that yeah. shows your 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 perpetrator or whomever you've arrested. Yeah. yeah. Because and if you obstruct that, yes, then you're fired. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think all these things will come together to break the cult, just end that culture. Yeah. And if we can start there. I think that's where the demands really start. And if and, and these are minimal things. Yeah. yeah. This is minimal. Because if, if you really the administrative part. And we haven't even. We <laughs> haven't even. And it's crazy because we're not asking for we're not this is not something based off of revenge. This is no. something to protect you as a police officer and we as the people. Exactly. Wouldn't you want that? Yeah. I would. Yeah. 
I, I wouldn't want it. I don't have anything to hide. Wouldn't, no, with, no, yeah. no, no, no. wouldn't, they, wouldn't you want it to never come into question that exactly. you were just performing your duties? Exactly. exactly. You know. Yeah. So I just, we just wanted to, we, I, I, I really appreciate, I got a space to just release. <sighs> I'm okay. still frustrated. I think but I I'm feel praying. better, especially yeah. after those last two. <laughs> <laughs> We, we want to continue to stay strong during this time. We want to continue to stay um, prayed up and hopeful. Um, it's important that we keep the faith during this time because your faith will be tested. Um, but we also have to understand that uh, the, the thoughts of faith, how we used to think faith is, that we're just passive aggressive. Mm, passive. Uh, that, that, that thought process, we must understand that that's not what faith is. Mm.